Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 88 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and this week I am joined by an absolutely fantastic Scottish actor. Please welcome to the podcast Craig McLean. Drama School Dropout No graduation day for you Drama School Dropout Hello, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, mate. It's good to be here. How are you? I'm I'm doing really well, actually. I'm fucking shattered. Um, It's been a rough couple of weeks, but we're still standing. I mean, it's a little bit rougher for you. You're currently on crutches and I've got probably about 50 pins in you. Like, what happened, actually? Because... I think I was a bit out of it when we first met the other night. As was I, as was I, mate. <laughs> uh, so I did the, um, I, did, I, did, I did two of the cruciate ligaments in my knee, um, and I, I had to get. I, I think I was about three days of surgery when I met you at Vanity Fair. Honestly, thank um, you for coming. But I'm, I'm, I, I get like a bit of a sore knee, and I'm like, I'm not going anywhere for three weeks. Oh no, I was like, I was so because I, I I've been on the crutches for a while. And uh, as, uh, as soon as I got the surgery, they, they got me weight bearing, and uh, and what and practicing walking and stuff like that. So um, going on going on out to the theatre was just it was what I needed. Do you know what I mean? And I knew Amanda, it was Amanda's show, so I I could not not be there. Do you know what I mean? Uh, I it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Shout out to to everybody. Shout out to Vanity all Fair. of the Vanity Fair cast. Yeah, no, it, it was it was a, it was a long old slog and. Lots of things like I, I spoke to Amanda about this, so I can say it. We had such a fun time, but there was literally a point where I was like, I don't know if people are going to get this. <laughs> uh, how do you mean? How do you mean? Because it, it's it's not a classical text, but it's also not a contemporary text, and it's also long as fuck. It's hefty. Like, it's... And I don't think we realised how long it was because there's points where you go into rehearsals and you're just like, let's just do act one today. And then it's like, we'll do act two tomorrow. And it it was just then we got to like the week before and we'd done a full run in costume and everything. And we were sort of like, oh, that was that was nearly three hours. We need to cut that a little bit. Oh, And, and I don't that, think that's... we cut it by much. No, but but it would definitely attest to you. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and the yeah. Length and stuff like that. Aye. Definitely. Um, and it looked great. I mean, I mean, I was fine. I got to, like, spoiler alert, I died in the second act. And then I got to go and sit in the back for five scenes. And then I got to come on and be another character. And I was only in it for another four scenes. So I, I really had no hardship doing that. But even, even that in itself, that's a discipline. Do you know what I mean? To stay sharp and stay ready. Even when you are. Oh, I didn't the first on, night. You know what I, mean? I didn't the no. first night. No, I I got to the dressing room, sat down, had something to eat, was sat watching a bit of Netflix. I I still had like my basic costume on, but I didn't have the other like the cape and the wig and the cane. And then all of a sudden, I just heard the start of this auction scene, and I went, "Fuck!" Ah, uh, I've heard that. I've heard that happen to a few folk. And it was uh... like that. Fucking getting it on, wig on, running <laughs> around the side of the theatre. But then I, I learnt my lesson after that. It's a uh... It's easy to lose focus. Well, I asked Gregor Duncan um, about when he did. I think he'd done it. Um, I think he, his was worth. He was playing cards or something like that. Aye. 
no good. <laughs> oh, no, like it it was horrible. Do you know, like I literally felt my asshole drop. Oh no, man. <laughs> and I was to be honest, I was like, well, I've got till the end of this scene, so it's fine, but it's not a very long scene. So I was a bit like, oh, we, we can jump right into this, I guess. And I feel like running in the, the audience door, fucking wig half off, trying to sort myself out. Um so, thank genuinely thank you for coming. Like um we sold out all three nights. So thank you to everybody that came to Vanity Fair. I think we're the, the only show that's done that this year, I think. I see, I see how you got that in there. Nice. Yeah, so I, I think we win on that on that um on that behalf. But yeah, no, genuinely thank you for coming. It, it was it was a lot of work and I'm glad people enjoyed it. So ah, it was brilliant. How did you get into acting and what was your first ever role? And it doesn't have to be a professional one. We love a good primary school story, anything like that. I was actually quite, I was late to the party. I think I was about 18 when I started like acting and that was in, that was in high school. Same. Um, and I, t- I kind of crashed, crashed drama. My thing, my, my thing was like, I like to do voices. I like to like do accents or do impersonations, like whether it be like still game or, you know, or anything, person? you know what I mean? Or like, you know, hot hot fuzz, do you know what I mean? Or like anything like that. It was like it was almost like my kind of party trick. And uh, I like doing voices and, and impersonations and stuff like that. And then uh, it was my drama teacher at my school. She kind of encouraged me because at that point I was I, I played I played a lot of football, but in the end it just didn't work out. Like yeah. and it wasn't at that point it was like I was 18 anyway, and it was like I played at a decent level, and and it was just as the years were going by, I was just like, it was, you know, for those who know Scottish football, it's not like it's not the most lucrative. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, my next door neighbour, who I mentioned that, earlier, he used to play. He was he used to play for like um, Peterhead, um, Airdrie. Like he got quite big in Scottish football, but mm-hmm. it's never. And I, and, I, and that's the thing, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because I don't regret spending all my kind of my teenage years playing football because I got to go to some amazing places and, and play football with some really, really good like top players and stuff like that. And boys who have went on and done really great things. And in the end, they were the, you know, they were dedicated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I just I think I just played football because it was just the kind of the town I was fair, like, do you know what I mean? It was it was just the thing to do, do you know what I mean? But in, in the back of my mind, I kind of always I did. I always wanted to be an actor, but like there wasn't, there wasn't really like. But do you have a funny or crazy out there drama school story? Uh, I was listening to your podcast with Amanda and John the other day. There, I worked with John on Dirty Water. What a legend! Did you do uh, Dirty Water? The, the oh, play I, or I, the TV show? The TV show. Do you know my old lecturer, Leah? Oh, wow. Aye. <laughs> yeah, Leah, Leah was just in the play that I directed and produced, and she, she taught me how to act. Brilliant. Oh, the Dirty Water is going to be... I'm so excited like, to see it. Oh, amazing. Honest, Honestly, it's going to be so, so good. I cannot wait for the screening. Um, wait, I do we know when that is yet? Because I want tickets. Uh, I was speaking to Charlie, uh, the director yesterday and he, he said i think it's june we're trying to get some 
loads of industry peeps along and stuff like that. There's I mean, I, I told John the other day I wanted tickets, so. Oh, it'll be, it's, it's going to look great. It's hilarious. I'm so excited to see it, like, genuinely. Oh. So who did you play in Dirty Water? So I, I play, I play Logan. Uh, <laughs> and Logan's the bookie. Uh, he's, the, he's the youngest bookie in Scotland. I look the youngest bookie in Scotland. Anyway. <laughs> and he's just, I, he's, I don't want to get, I don't want to get too much away, but he's just a young laddie with some, with some big hopes for himself. We'll see. Oh, no, I'm so excited to see it. But go, coming back to, so you were listening to Amanda and John. I, you know, you know kind of talking about uh, <laughs> funny drama school stories. I've got. Just like funny in general. Funny in general, like anything. Your best story, right? Well, I'm sure like a lot of the folk listening, I don't know about Mister G. Oh my from- god, Chris Lilly right. is one of my heroes. Right. <laughs> so you need to just think. You need to think, Mister G. Right. Yeah. The story's kind of it's accelerated, but Mister G's spirit. So it was the it was the day I signed uh, with my agent. And I was, you know, I'm close with all my old lecturers and stuff like that. So, so I have I went, to guess which one this is. Aye, that would be even more fun. Aye, this will be good. <laughs> so I came in and uh, I was with my mate. We, we both signed on the same day. And we were like, we'll go back and we'll see everyone and rub it in. <laughs> nah, not at all. But, uh, no, you, you did want to go and rub it in, don't lie. Oh, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go we go back to the college, went to the went to see some of our lecturers and stuff and we spoke to them and I said, Where's so and so? I wanna go and tell them. And uh for those who don't know, in our college there's the auditorium, which is like the furthest kind of the furthest kind of way rehearsal room and said person was in there. <laughs> is this Motherwell or Cope Ridge campus? Cope Ridge, Cope Ridge. Right, so you you were in Park Street. Park Street, aye. Right, okay. <laughs> right, I'm trying to trying to picture the scene. So, um, so me and my mate have went down. We went down the corridor and stuff like that. We went to kind of because we said we were told that that person that that lecture had a class uh-huh. at that moment. So we went down and uh, we've heard this kind of noise coming for the the rehearsal room like what is that what's what's going on so we've kind of crept up crept up and we're listening kind of outside the door and uh all i can hear is that lecturer going <laughs> i mean i'm not a singer but he's like <laughs> he's, he's singing uh michael bubbly right the man's already so he's proper belting it out like going for it and i'm uh-huh. like to my mates has he got a class has he got a class in there like, is he just like, you know, performing for the class? <laughs> and then eventually, as the kind of singing dies down, he just he goes straight, he goes straight into another song. He doesn't even like wait a beat, he just goes straight into the other song. Right, I and think I know who it is. Belling out another tune, it was like a Michael Bublé one. Um, can you guess who it is, yeah? Right, well, if, if, if we're going on singing, it's singing. Ian. No, it wasn't him, it was Tony Kemp. Oh, I don't know him. I'd never got no, taught by no. him. No, it was my old, it was my old lecturer, Tony Kelly. He was like proper going for it. And he, he's going to, if he hears us, he's going to. I'll just bleep his up. name out. No. 
Uh, so I he's proper belt on it. And uh, my first fault was Fran. Again, plausible. That was a good <laughs> shout. Um, I mean, I can see them all doing it, apart from maybe Gregor. Yeah, I would be, that would have been the funniest one. But yeah, yeah, uh, if it would have no, been Gregor, there, that would have been fucking hilarious. There, there was no, there was no class. There was no was class there. Just performing. Just, just having a right good sense of himself. Do you know what I kind of, <laughs> I kind of like that. But we never, we never, we didn't go in. We didn't go in because we like, we came away from it and we had all these kind of theories. Like, what was he doing? Like, did he have a class? Didn't he have a class? And we, we kind of, we were planting seeds. Like, and it turns out he was just, you know, he was just having a, a right good old sense of himself. <laughs> but we sat there. For, we never ever went into the room. We just sat there for ages. I kind um, of admire that. Like, not gonna lie, it was, it was nice. Like we got two songs back to back. Like it was, and it was just the way it broke. It wasn't even like a beat before breaking into the next one and giving <laughs> us like a full rendition of Michael Bublé's whatever. No, I I like that. No, that's fun. We've had some absolutely cracking stories. They're some of my favourite things in the world, and the one that I will always think about is and i just think about like i'll wake up in the middle of the night and think about this one so i had dina manoff on who was one of the original pink ladies in the grease film right she was my one year anniversary and i remember sitting there thinking i asked her this question and she was like yeah one time i was in a in an acting class in la this was after grease and i'd just won a tony so it was all pretty famous people that were in this acting class and she was like and one day tina turner turned up she just turned. She just divorced Ike Turner, and she just turned up with two Dobermans. Wow! Just to this acting class, and I was like, "That's like imagine having them stories." But yeah, Tina Turner turned up, and three dogs as well. Do you know what I mean? They're big dogs. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, we're gonna play a game now. This is my favorite okay. game in the entire world. It's stage right. It's called stage right or stage shite. And there's three <laughs> stories. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth and have been submitted by the listeners. And one is a big fat lie that has been made up by our producer, Hev. So it's right. our job to find out which one is the lie. I've got you the answer in a sealed envelope so I can play along too because these are my favorite fucking things in the world, <laughs> right? And just to let everybody know, I think I announced it at time of recording today um there is a book uh, drama school dropout stage right or stage shite you can now play it at home coming out on june 24th and it's only available on amazon so go and pre-order it using one of the links in the show notes down below but i was reading these earlier when i first got up because i don't read them until the day of and they're fucking great right number one one time i was working security at the stage door of a theater and we had Cats the Musical playing. One woman, who seemed to be awfully confused, tried to deliver cat litter and cat food so that the cats could be comfortable and happy between performances. <laughs> Number two. I was working front of house at the Phantom of the Opera, and a couple came running out of the stalls ten minutes in, shouting, this isn't my fair lady. And when I asked them what they thought the opening number was, they said a trailer for the, before the actual show. Number three, I once had to take a book on stage and for some reason I forgot one night. When it came time to do the part with the book, I panicked. And because it was a small theatre, we were just feet away from the audience. 
So I just grabbed an audience member's program and carried on like nothing had happened. I did make sure that they got another one at the interval. Oh, I love that. I really hope the one about the woman trying to deliver cat litter is true. I, I, I believe it is. I really uh, hope it is. In my heart, I do. Like, I think cat people are, you know what I mean? They'll do anything to save the cats. I think, um, I, I think number two is fake. I think that's dead shite. Number two? Yeah, who thinks it's a trailer in live theatre? Some couples are weird. Uh, <laughs> but then again, I'm, I, I, number three, I See, think... I don't know if I'd have the balls to take somebody's some programme. There's some absolute pro out there who is just... Because uh, I did what? it in Vanity Fair. I was supposed to take mm. a book on one night and I forgot. Well, I didn't forget. It was I always tucked it into my waistband. And one night I got to the front to do the bit at the beginning um, and it just wasn't there. It wasn't in my waistband. I could, did you see it on opening night? No. Right. No. So you didn't see me do this. Um, but there was just a piece of paper on one of the desks. I just grabbed the piece of paper and folded it in half. Love it. Which I thought was quite good, but I definitely wouldn't have the balls to take somebody's program. Definitely not. Yeah, I'm, I'm swaying towards. We don't have to you- agree. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna like. I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm no. I'm not really buying the the couple. Yeah, no. Going I'm going in. for number two. Number two's. Number two's shite. Number two is shite. And if it's, it's not like, where the fuck? What drugs have they been taking? Like, I'm gonna be gonna be so upset if the cat lady. Oh, I'm, not, if the cat lady's not. Oh my god, it's number one. No. That's so annoying. That's a shame. That's so annoying. I really wanted the cat lady to be true. We'll drop up some. Oh yeah, let's let's find out where's let's find out where's doing cats, and we'll go and take them. Some provisions. Ah, it's a shame. (laughs) Oh, that's so annoying. But I mean, it's more annoying that I got it wrong. I hate getting it wrong. A fun question that I like to ask everyone. If you were booked to do a one-month run in the West End, right, in a two-person show, and the director comes and says to you, listen, we've got enough money where we can just throw shit to the wind, who do you want to be your co-star? can be anyone, but they have to be alive. They have to be alive? Aye, because we're trying to make this a reality. Because someone last year did say, and I still won't, I know I've been saying this for like nearly a year, I still won't say who it is because it's not come out yet and it's not been announced. They said someone, and so they said, what, like, X, and then they phoned me two weeks later and was like, hey, I've just booked a job with X. No way. And I was like, I'll take my 10% cut when you get paid. That's some of that manifestation right there, isn't it? I mean, I've been manifesting the same person for, like, 85 weeks, and it's still not fucking happened, so. Mine's Catherine Tate. Oh, nice. And it always has been. I fucking love her. Catherine, please come on the podcast. Please do a two-person show with me in the West End. Or do you know what? Just, like, spit in my face and tell me I'm a shit actor. <laughs> I, uh, I, don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to stump you in, in your manifestation, pal. I, I almost got to act with my hero, and then the injury happened. Who's your hero? It's, it's, it's my stage ma. Uh, Karen Dunbar. Oh, she's, uh, she's just she, fucking perfection, isn't she? 
she is uh, she's my ma. I, every time I see her, how you doing, ma? Good to see you, son. We we have a cuddle. I it was like, but it wasn't. It was it was it was a bittersweet thing. Obviously, the injury happened and stuff like that, and uh, I could I ended up couldn't I couldn't do the play in the end. Um, but you know we've got we we that was like a third time we'd went to put on this play. <laughs> the first time COVID started. Maybe it's just not meant time, to be, Craig. They said, well, that's what they say, isn't it? That's what they say, what's for you and all that. It's uh, the second time COVID got all of us, all the cast. That was in November there. And then we went to do it again. I'd done the, uh, I'd done the old leg in. But, you know, I, I, I strongly believe that we'll work together in the oh, future. Uh, so apart from Karen, um, there's, another, there's another lady who... I'm not going to mention because I'll give her a redneck, but uh, Kelly Murphy. Like, Catherine Tate's not my acting hero or anything. I just sort of grew up watching her, so I, I like you, it. I'll never get yeah. to act with my acting hero because he doesn't act anymore. It's quite upsetting, actually. Who's, who's that? Jodie Latham from Shameless. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. Shameless is the reason that I'm an actor, which is why this podcast is filled with guests from Shameless. Love it. Love it. Shameless, and then my writing hero, who I'd love somebody to write something for me, and she knows this, Susan Nixon, who wrote Two Pints. I still love Two Pints. Oh, Susan Nixon is a fucking babe. I love her so much. And she's like, she came on the podcast, and ever since she's had so much time for me and just been so lovely. And so I, I think that's the best part about Susan is she's just fucking so nice. I was like, hey, can I be in the Two Pints reboot? And she was like, yes. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I, I'm holding you to that, Susan. I'm holding you to that. Definitely. Hmm. I was like, Definitely. even if I'm like a hat stand, like I, I said to her, I don't want paid. Like, I'll do it for free. Funny, Anna. It's funny, especially when you're like up and coming. Like, I, 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 I will say, do you know what I mean? There's some jobs I get and I'm like, I would do this for nothing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. I could not care less if I've got to pay to be in it. Uh-huh. I will do I know. it. I know. Look, there's just something about that cast. Will Meller, Ralph Little, Sheridan Smith, Natalie Casey. Uh, Kath- I'm going to just say her name because I wasn't going to. Catherine Drysdale, because um, I don't want to leave anyone out. They're all just fucking perfection. See, yeah. Uh... And they were so young at the time when it started, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And it is, it's, aye. Some, someone needs to make the next one, do you know what I mean? That could be you. Yeah. Or anyone look, else look, listening. Look, can somebody make it, but just give me a job? Like, I'm trying, like, now, it's, do you know how expensive TV is to make? Like, I'm trying to turn a script that me and my best mate wrote into a TV show. And it's just like, you've either got to wait 10 years for it to get picked up when it's not funny anymore, or you've got to have a hundred grand sitting there to make a pilot. I mean, even, even if you got like a wee, cause we are, I imagine we're in the process and that's, we started doing it during the lockdown. We're in the process of actually making our thing now. Uh, and that's taken a long time, but that's the thing. Like, like you say, these things do take a long, long time. Uh, but even like a wee, I don't know, even like a wee proof of concept or something like that. Well, I've got to get on the, the comedies commissioning all rolling and stuff. channel four, so I don't need to fuck with things like that. I just send them scripts. Oh, 
nice. Don't, don't get me wrong. I get put to the end of a very long queue, but I'm I'm very lucky. Like I'll speak to people and they'll be like, "You need to make a sizzle," and then my mates like, "Just send me a script." See, that's you're halfway there. Do you know? What I mean, it's it is, it's tricky. These things they take a long time, but um, if you're persistent and you've got an idea. What are you yeah. making just now? So we're making a, a teen sports drama um, set in the kind of outskirts of Glasgow. And hi. Any jobs going? It's, uh, there will be. The, the, that was the idea when we were making it. We made it in Ogden that there would be jobs for loads of young actors, up-and-comers, folk mm. who haven't had a look in. Do you know what I mean? Um, just everyone. Do you know what I mean? We want, we want, we want to see everyone. Uh, yeah. Who's in that area uh, of all, all kind of just I all kind of classes like you know we're, we're looking at non-actors as well like we're just we're just we're just, we just want brave. to see everyone do you know what I mean and just that's really fucking make brave. it make it real do you know what I mean it's really brave do you know what I mean but you know we've got time do you know what I mean we've got we've spent this long do you know what I mean like and we want it we want to make it right and I when I cast I never see people who have an agent I suppose casting's tricky do you know what I mean that's how we're I'm not certainly I'm certainly not involved in that sort of thing, but I just like uh, having the power. I suppose it is tricky, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> see to be honest, you it's know, really being on the other end of the panel. Yeah, it, it's actually not that tricky. See if you've been with I imagine it's different for people who do it as a living. But like you have spent a lot of time with your project, I'd spent a lot of time with my project. So I really knew the characters inside out. We'd been writing and editing for maybe two years by the point where it came to casting so i'd been with these people for a lot longer than some people had knew that i knew in real life and it, it was very obvious when you put a tape on if they were the character or not and nine times out of ten they weren't and they got skipped well you know it's the same in addition do you know what i mean like you know you know people having their idea like you yeah. know what, what what they want at the time and stuff like that and your job is if you're not that person try and convince them otherwise yeah you know, I mean? you know is it's it's quite difficult and i think it's i think it's even more difficult over a self-tip because you can't read the room because i'm doing a lot of self-tips right now like because my agent's based in london and i'm auditioning for a lot of london stuff and i, I might be auditioning for the west end who knows um and it's, it's like you can't read the room while you're in, like while you're doing a self tip, and you can't be like, oh, they're not getting this. Let me let me switch it up and change it about. So it's it, it's slightly daunting. But talking about auditions, um, the first thing that there's quite a lot when I was doing my research for this episode, or as I like to call it, legal stalking. Um, there's quite a lot of pops up about you getting your professional debut at Oren Moore, playing alongside uh, Anne Kidd. <laughs> What was that like going into Legend. for them? Was that play pint of pint? That was I. That was uh, that's where it all started, and uh, I f- I'm one of the family there now. It's you know I've never been, love, which is bit, so I love the Oren Moore. Um, play pint of pint is oh, you need to get yourself in there. Uh, it's not on a fucking Monday. Who's getting out of bed on it's, a Monday I, to go to the theatre? Uh, I suppose you know it's the it's the G12 Kelvin. Kelvin side area. They they do like the theatre and that. It's uh, I and and that's and that's the, that's the thing for for everyone who works upstairs to the actors who go in to you know to the folk behind the bar. Everybody everybody that are more and the crowds that come in are 
just the best. And I've had, I've had, you know, I've been so so lucky that I've done many play pint of pints now, and I just feel like part of the family and stuff like that. And even even in the lead up to my surgery and stuff like that, they were so supportive and I and it's great. And I, I look forward to hopefully uh, getting back on the stage before the years out. That's my plan anyway. We were talking funny drama school stories. I've not got a funny drama school story. Well, it kind of is because I was in drama school at the time. I was in first year at the time and I was chaperoning. Mm-hmm. And I think the deal was bring a couple of monologues. <clears throat> and uh, there was this girl and I, I took her down from the kind of the big room where everyone was. We sat outside. So we had like... Five ten minutes just sitting while someone else. Oh my god! Stuff like that. That's where I know you. Channel and stuff. And do you know? Ever since we met, I've been sat there thinking, I know him from somewhere. Like I haven't been able to think about We've it. We've met in a class life. No, I auditioned for fucking Enclan like three years ago. Amanda was Amanda ripped me apart. That's where I remember talking to you now so fucking clearly. That's where it is. Because I remember the next day, I was like, who was that guy on the crutches, Amanda? And she was like, oh, that's Craig. And I was like, has he been in anything? Because I'm, like, really sure I know him. I was like, I definitely recognise him. And he was, she was, Amanda was like, yeah, he's done a few bits. Like, yeah, you And I was like, oh, that's where I probably know him from. But you've just mentioned that. And I was like, I just had, like, deja vu. We met in a past life. Well. Yeah, like, three years ago, I remember Amanda ripped me apart in the audition. We still laugh and joke about it. And yeah, I remember talking to you at the audition. Yeah. But sorry, sorry for interrupting. Carry on. Not at all, not at all. Um that was a you know what that's a good because that was a real that was a good, good day. Uh, I met a lot of uh people not for me that day. <laughs> not for you, of course. No, no, it was uh, I and not for this next girl. Oh bless her. We were sat and oh, so bad. I feel so bad. I should have done something. I was like so what are you gonna do? Like what 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 monologue are you gonna do? And she's like, What's a monologue? <sighs> and I went, What? And she's like, What's a monologue? I was like, Oh, it's just like a, just like a, like a, a speech, you know, from a from a play, or you know, some people do TV, but most mostly plays. And she's like, Oh, okay. No, I've not got one of them. I was like, Okay, cool, cool. And rather like, and I went, So what, what are you gonna do? And she's like, I'm just going to go in and act. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. <laughs> and uh, and it's funny how, like, it's not like I wanted to, to watch the world burn or nothing like that, but I should have said something at the time. Yeah. I should have been like, run, don't come back. Because I knew, I knew a man that was behind those doors and I knew what was coming wasn't yeah. great. And I... The, the, the girl just she be sat and she must have started speaking about something else and through the full time I'm gone just tell her now wow. tell her now or you're gonna it's gonna be bad it's gonna be <laughs> the lines then yeah because I kind of knew what the fuck I was doing and she still ripped me apart it wasn't the idea I remember she came out and uh, the girl was like okay see you later I said like, alright and then I just did you pop your head? And I was just ass? like, I'm so sorry. Like, no, she she came out and uh, her face was a picture 
she, like she, I knew she knew. She and she just went. <laughs> she just said something like, "What was that?" And I was like. I don't know. I, I tried to warn you, but I bottled it. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was so bad, man. Bless. Yeah, so you, I know your your legs currently all fucking casted up and you've got pins and all that in it, but have you got anything coming up? It's actually, well, it's actually, uh, it's actually ligaments that were grafts. Fun. So I've got, I've, I've got one ligament that was taken from my hamstring and used, and I've got another one from a cadaver. Uh, so I've got dead, dead leg, to say oh, the least. Anything coming up? Are you doing anything exciting acting-wise? Uh, I've been auditioning, uh, even in the crutches. Uh, I've got, I know, I know, uh, I just, as soon as I was walking again, I was like, right, I'm, I'm back auditioning. I've got a project on in the summer that we're filming. Uh, and hopefully it'll be panting season at the end of the year. Oh, um, give me the fucking fear. Panting season, but in between, uh, it's probably because because of the state, you know, because of my leg and stuff like that, I probably won't be on a stage till the end of the year. But yeah. I found it because, I, you know, I, fi- I actually finished a job uh, in the crutches. We managed to kind of figure ways out. So it's been it's been ideal, you know, in the sense that, like, film and tv you know some stuff i can still do do you know what i mean yeah and i'm already walking do you know what i mean so it won't be long before i'm i'm back up running about like a dafty again so i've got a few projects over the summer uh film wise and then stage maybe panto if i'm if i'm tap dancing again who knows Thank you so much for coming on, genuinely. It's been such a pleasure. And um, let me know what you're doing. Keep me up to, if, I don't mean just in general. <laughs> I'm on the train, I mean, acting wise. Um, and we'll have a catch up and I'll probably come to the start going to the theatre more. So let me Good. know. And Good. Definitely. Thank you for having me, mate. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 88 completed. Thank you so much to Craig for coming on the podcast and make sure, because Craig isn't on social media, to go down into those show notes below and follow me on Instagram, at Ingram Noble, all one word, so you can keep up to date with everything that everyone on the podcast is doing. Craig's in Dirty Water, which will hopefully be coming out at some point this year. I saw the trailer the other day and I'm absolutely buzzing. It looks so good. If you're feeling extra generous, please remember to go down and leave us a rating and a review it helps us out so much you don't even know and it's absolutely free so why not don't forget that you can now become an official drama school dropout by signing up to our patreon using the show notes below click that link and you get access to loads of exclusive benefits that nobody else has access to including early access to episodes Remember, if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. I'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode with an actress who has been hailed as one of the breakout stars of the UK. So please come back next week, next Tuesday, same time, 6am. Have a great week. Stay safe. I love you. Drama School Dropout Graduation day for you, drama.
I'm a screwdriver. Fuck your whole course, now try something new. I'm a screwdriver.